lips, dip the tongue, the teeth, the nips. <laughs> I can't take you seriously. Huh? Hey, David, how we doing? We're good. <laughs> 2021. Yeah, new year. It's crazy, right? Yeah. There was like a point where I considered not doing this podcast because I didn't want my personal business out there. Yeah. Um, and I talked to some people about it and I was like, well, the thing that got me to do it really was just like, if one person benefits from something mm -hmm. that I have absolutely. to say, then it will absolutely be worth it. Exactly. Like if one person gets some hope mm -hmm. from like something I have to say, or some person decides to like maybe alter the trajectory of their life yeah, um, and strive to be better. Mm -hmm. um, and also, or if one person just gets hope that like whatever rut they're stuck in, they don't always have to be stuck in it. Mm -hmm. um, like people change and things change and like just because what you're feeling right now doesn't mean that you're gonna feel this way forever exactly and then like that'll be worth it so it's really not like it this podcast isn't about me mm -hmm. it's about it's about my service to others and like the path that i'm on in life where my goal is to help other people mm -hmm. in order to stay on the path that i want to yeah um so it is for like for all those people that i mentioned it's not about me yeah Absolutely. I don't want it to be about yeah. me. Because I'm just another David Johnson. I would think sophomore year is probably when things started to get out of control. If I I think I had like experimented with drugs and alcohol well before sophomore year. Mm -hmm. um, but I think that's when they really started to like take over and consume my life. Yeah. Um, which was weird, right? Because like back then, at that time drugs and alcohol weren't prevalent the way they are now mm -hmm. like so we're sophomore year yeah i'm a, or do you go into junior year i am a freshman and that was a unique experience for me because we also have an older brother who paved a completely different path than the both of us throughout middle school high school all of that so that was just interesting to follow but anyway um you eventually dropped out of school yeah well so i like, like just stopped going to school i got suspended mm -hmm. and then i was just like dude i'm trying to do the right thing and like still can't catch a break yeah and that was like me trying to do the right thing for like two weeks you know mm -hmm. like i'm out here really trying yeah, guys cool. mm -hmm. um yeah so i just stopped going to school i'm pretty sure i just yeah. randomly stopped going to school and mom and dad were like look like you can live by our rules or you can find another place to, to live. To live, yep. And, and you I did. was like, I'll find another place to live. And yeah, and you were out. Cause... Yeah. But at this point, my relationship with you is kind of, I don't even know what the hell is going on. And like I said, I think that mom and dad kept a lot from me. And I was in school, so whatever. But I, like I, my memories of you at this point, I don't really have many of. But, um,. Yeah, I just remember you kind of being like in and out of different rehabs and stuff like that from my memory of like high school. It's kind of a blur. Well, yeah. And then you, you were also, so freshman year happened and then you're planning, a, you're planning to move to Richmond. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So surprise. sophomore year. Yeah. That's and the right. sophomore year. But before you, before you guys move to Richmond, I get arrested. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. And, uh. I go to jail for the first time um, so that at been 18 my, yeah. years old. Mm -hmm. So 
you would have been a sophomore, right? Because I would have been a senior when I yeah. got arrested if I would have stayed yeah, in so school. Yeah, so I was a sophomore. I had like... Because I was still in Pennsylvania, yeah. I had mm-hmm. like been to rehab twice and was locked up for like numerous months mm-hmm. and all my friends were still in high school. Yeah. That was like where my life was headed. Mm-hmm. Um, so it just like put me on this course of like being sucked into a system of mm-hmm. like in and out, open door, closing door. Yeah. And, like, really was no incentive to change because I never really had any consequences. Exactly. 30 days in jail or 30 days in rehab. Cool, I'll go to rehab. Like, I'll go to rehab, (laughs) I'll get out, I'll be healthier, I'll have some money. Yeah. And, like, I'll start the process all over again. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's what what the cycle I was stuck in. Mm -hmm. I think I, like, started off on probation at 18. It was supposed to be, like, a year of probation. And I didn't get off probation until I was, like, 22 years old yeah like it was just crazy crazy. and it was supposed to be a year and i just like kept Kept getting in more trouble Mm -hmm. kept catching new charges wrecking cars yeah getting caught with things i shouldn't have had Mm -hmm. like just not just stuck in this lifestyle and like just completely lost in the world yeah um and like you know being a poly substance user Mm -hmm. um you know using using heroin when it was uh at the height of the opioid epidemic when Mm -hmm. it was prevalent when it was easy to come by Mm -hmm. um when it flooded the streets of where we're from and uh just insane you know it's everywhere just caught up just caught up and like not knowing any other way right Mm -hmm. and being stuck in this like state of hopelessness where it's like the best that i'm gonna do in life is get sentenced to like prison for a long time like the the best possible outcomes for my life and honestly at the time it was like the best possible outcome for my life would be for me to die because i realized what a burden i was on like my family i realized what a burden i was on society and like i was like here's the thing like if i if i die like at least my parents will know where i'll be every night i can't hurt anyone else when i'm dead and like I don't have to wake up and be sick anymore. Like those that those were the thoughts that like went through my mind. So like there's really and I've said it before, there's like really not more hopeless of a state you can be in than being mm-hmm. an IV drug user. Yeah. Like that's the closest thing to the grave that you can be. Yeah. And like feel like nobody understands you and like nobody feels your pain. Yeah. And to just be lost and like be fully dependent on a chemical to the point where like if you don't use it Mm -hmm. you get violently ill yeah like you have withdrawal symptoms Mm -hmm. your body feels like it's crawling with bugs you have cold sweats you're throwing up out of both ends Mm -hmm. like you can't control your bowels like i'm not talking about like oh i have a little headache like i'm hungover oh yeah like every fiber of my being aches and Mm -hmm. craves this opioid yeah um, and I will do whatever I need to to get it because I'm that physically dependent on Exactly. That. Yeah. I think for me, and oh, I don't want to get emotional. Sorry. But I think for me, like I said, I was kind of left like not really knowing the severity of everything that was happening and obviously 
I was young. I was, I mean, this all started when I was like 14. Like we didn't, I didn't know anything about this world. And so I think it really came into, I just really realized it when I think you were like, no one thought you'd make it to 21. Like that you, there's just no way. And I think it really affected me in like one day and I don't know if I even ever told you this, but like I found your like funeral arrangements. Like dad had this like thing. And I just remember like seeing it and re- like kind of being confused at first and then like realizing like w- what it was. And I just like left it at that and put that like aside. And I never even told them about that either. But I think that's when it like really, I can't even think of the word right now to you. Just like, I was like, this is really happening. Like, this is real life. And this is not just like a, oh, my brother, like, smokes too much weed. And like, because we're young. So at this point, like, I don't even realize that there are drugs like heroin, like the, the whole opioid, like everything. Like, that was like foreign to me. And I think that that's like what put that into the perspective of just like, oh, shit. Like, this is really real. And nobody literally like I said nobody thought you'd make it to 21 I remember mom and dad would say that all the time like even now like since you have passed 21 they'll reference that and say well we never thought he'd ever yeah. make it past, Usually, past like, 21 every like, birthday is just like extra special now, right like we never yeah <laughs> like, this no, is all perfect. extra borrowed time and, and like that's what I tell people sometimes and they're like how are you doing like yo better than I deserve you know like, right. this is all I'm on borrowed time right now like yeah the the way that my life was going like there's no way that i should be here Mm -hmm. and like that was proven in what happened in my life like Mm -hmm. i was doing heroin at a time where like dude i've I've overdosed like several times yeah like i've been pronounced dead like i've I've been hit with narcan Mm -hmm. um that saved my life on multiple occasions like it wasn't just like oh like you said you know like you know, David gets too drunk and says stupid stuff yeah. and fights people. Like, it that was going that, yeah. on a long way. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, you're also an heroin addict. Yeah. Um, and it's so weird because, like, when you're a kid, right, and you're in kindergarten, and your teacher's like, what do you want to be when you grow up? And everyone's like, oh, you know, I want to be an astronaut yeah, or I want to be teacher. a police officer. <laughs> yeah. I want to be a firefighter. No little kid ever raises his hand and is like, yo, I want to be a heroin addict. <laughs> no shit. Like, no one does. So, yeah. no, like, I didn't think that that was what my life was going to be like. Yeah. And I never thought that, like, experimenting with, with Oxycontins when they were prevalent were going to lead me to, you know, being addicted to sticking a needle in my arm. Mm-hmm. That was, like, never, that was never the thought. Um, yeah. <clears throat> Yeah, and then just, like, craziness that came about with, like, doing that and me trying to run for my problems. Like, taking Greyhound buses to California. Oh, my gosh. And, like, hitchhiking the Pacific Coastal Highway. Mm -hmm. And just, like, being missing. Sleeping on beaches. Yeah, just being missing for, like, months at a time. Not talking to mom and dad. Mm -hmm. Like, it's just... it's. And even when you did call, or I can't remember if this is specific to the California trip, but even when you did call, we never knew what to believe. Right. Like, it was like, oh, cool, you're alive, I hear your voice. Yeah. But, like, no, no one believed anything that came out of your mouth, Yeah, ever. I mean, I didn't believe it. So, yeah. like, like <laughs> why should anyone? Yeah. yeah. And that's the thing, like, you just get... I just got so, like, far down that, like... And that my reality was so augmented that, like, I mm-hmm. didn't even know what to believe. Yeah. Um, I think the... 
the funeral thing was a twist or like a major thing too to make me realize. But also I remember just because we're you're you're taller than me. You're like what six three six two. Six, I'm two, like six, I'm like five eleven. But I remember so we're close in height. You're still taller than me, of course. But there was a time when you were home for something and you were legitimately like. 20 pounds lighter than me and you're three inches four inches taller than me yeah. and i just remember and you like sorry when you said like pictured how you were and stuff like that that popped in my mind but just like seeing you in that state like it was one thing to like find the thing when you weren't around and then see you as this and it's like and then you know not believing anything you say and just dealing with that whole like relationship and it was it was wild yeah, and, and was, for the most part, like, I stayed away as much yeah, as Yeah, you I weren't could. around. Yeah. But I remember when, even through, like, the rehabs in jail and stuff like that, you, we wrote often. Yes. We have a ton. I, I've kept all of them. I have them. Um, but, yeah, we wrote a ton. And so we still remained close in that way. But it was, like, it was weird. Yeah. It was a really interesting time of life. But, anyway, the point in all of that is that... We didn't think you'd make it to 21. You've made it. You're going to be 29 this year. And we just celebrated your one year sober. Yeah. And sober from everything. Yeah. You've been yeah. sober before. Right. But it's always... I've been, I've been sober. So the longest period of time I've ever had was like almost two and a half years. Mm -hmm. And I was completely sober. Clean yeah. and sober. Like no substances at all. Mm -hmm. Coffee and nicotine. You yeah. Know? And... uh <clears throat> But my life was like a little bit different back then. I was also 21. That was like after one of the long California trips. Mm. Um, I'd like gotten sober. And, uh, you know, I'd, I'd used again at like 23 or 24. Mm -hmm. um, now the choice of substance changed. Changed like always, yeah. All my friends died from heroin addiction. Like, mm -hmm. you know, so I was like, yeah, heroin's really not sustainable anymore. Yeah. I was like, but I can drink and like party like and a rock star. Literally, yeah. And that's when I realized, like, yo, I couldn't, but I could maintain a little bit longer mm -hmm. and stay out of jail a little bit longer. Um, but it's almost it, like alcohol or whatever substance you were using I just became replaced. your new heroin. Yeah, exactly. Like it was like I just replaced that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, in like in celebrating this year, um, yeah, completely sober. Um, even like quit smoking cigarettes. Which yeah, is which crazy. is crazy. Which is insane to think never, about. Ever thought I'd see that? Never thought I'd even see like, this day, to be honest. Yeah, it's but. been like eight months with no cigarettes, so that's yeah. like crazy. And you know what? I don't know if I ever told you what made me quit smoking cigarettes is like I read this study that was like if it was about recovery. It was like recovery statistics, mm -hmm. and it was like if you quit smoking cigarettes, your chances of like staying clean and sober rise really? like a couple hundred percentage points. Wow. So I was like, this is like, I want to be you sober. You already want to, yeah, exactly. Yeah, like I have this desire to be mm -hmm. sober. If, like, if I quit smoking cigarettes and it gives me like a fair shot. Because I think a lot of people think that they can't do it. I think that's when like When it comes one to of, cigarettes? When it comes to anything any, okay. in recovery. Like I think they think that they're like, I'm an addict. I'm always going to be an addict. Mm -hmm. Like I can never stop. I'm fully dependent. And they might not even admit it to themselves or anyone else. But I think deep down, mm -hmm. they have this idea. That, Is that like, what you thought? Yeah. I mean, I thought, well, one, I didn't think I was going to live long well, enough. True. Like, yeah. I set my life up to, like, go into debt and not have any money because I'm like, mm -hmm. I'm not going to be alive to pay this off. Yeah. Um, 
And I, I think I did. There was a point where I'd like tried to get clean so many times and didn't that I was like, there's no way. Like I'm just not meant to be clean. Yeah. Like I just can't do it. I thought that like. And other people thought that too. Yeah. Like he's always going to be the same. I always he's had hope. He's never going to change. I always had hope, but it was, for me, it was whenever you were doing really well, like you'd be like, okay, yeah, I have like six months sober, let's say, but even if you were or weren't still like smoking weed or whatever, you'd say, oh, I have six months. And people would ask me, they'd be like, oh, like David seems to be doing really well. And I'm like, yeah, for now. Yeah. Because it was like, for, and for me and my mental on that, it was easier for me to tell myself that than to actually just be like, oh my gosh, this will be the time. Well, you, you also, it's, it, you're protecting yourself. Yeah. Because you're setting yourself up to be like, okay, if this does, like if he does relapse again, mm-hmm it'll hurt less because I'm not like fully prepared for him to recover fully. Like I'm anticipating him to relapse. So it's going to hurt a little bit less if I think it's coming than if it just blindsides me. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, I think, I think people got caught up in the, he's never going to change. And then I still want to have hope because he's not all bad. Yeah. Um, And I think that's, but but you can, like, people believe they can't do it because they get stuck in that. And I think it's still, like, even now, like, I just celebrated a year. I've had one of the best years of my entire life, like, this last year. Crazy in one of the worst times. Yeah, in one one of of the worst worst times. times. Like, I've had one of the best years of my life. And still, there's people out there who, in the back of their head, Mm -hmm. are like, yeah, are saying what you said. Like, yeah, David's good for now. Mm hmm. But I think that's I think that's another thing like with recovery and stigmas that are put on recovery is we put too much emphasis on we put too much emphasis on time and we put too much emphasis on relapse. Right? Cuz like mm-hmm. no one's perfect. If you look at any diet, right? Mm-hmm. No diet calls for you to be perfect in every area of your life. Like there's cheat days, you know? Yeah. And I think with recovery there's no like it's funny that you named this podcast Where's the Handbook? Because mom and dad used to say, like, do you think, like, having a child that's addicted comes with a handbook? Like, it doesn't. <laughs> There's no handbook, like, for yeah. that. And, like, <clears throat> even with, you know, my ex-girlfriend, no one gave her a guide on, like, <laughs> hey, your boyfriend is addicted to drugs and it's going to seem like he loves them more than he loves you. Mm-hmm. Like, this is how you deal with it. And that person was like a huge, huge, huge person in my life. Huge. That always encouraged me to get sober. Mm-hmm. Because like anyone that knew me mm-hmm. wanted me to get, get sober. sober. Of course, yeah. They knew that I could not reach the potential of life no. that was intended for me exactly. unless I was sober. Mm-hmm. So saying it forever. anyone that loved me or cared anything about me wanted me to be sober. Yeah. This person was a huge encouragement on on me being sober. And my life, right? Because I love this person. Mm -hmm. Like, my life, this is something really hard that I had to deal with, like, in recovery and sobriety. Is when I pictured my life sober, Mm -hmm. I always pictured that person in my life as part of my life. Yeah. Honestly. And so... No, I, I... Yeah. When that person wasn't in my life anymore... And didn't look like they were coming back into my life. Mm-hmm. I had to accept that like, hey, I, I that was the hardest thing I went. I was like, yeah. yo, do I want to be sober? Like, this Those is, thoughts, like, this is the largest back, reason yeah. I got. Like, this is one of mm-hmm. the biggest reasons that I got sober, right? But I stuck it out. 
and I stuck it out and I realized like, holy shit, like, I mean, my, I, yeah, I do want to be sober and I've proved that. And yeah. like, I want to be sober because it benefits so many other areas of my life. Yeah. And like, accept responsibility. Like, dude, yeah, I might've messed up like the, one of the best things in my life. Mm-hmm. But like, that doesn't mean I'm not worthy or deserving of good things exactly. in the future. Exactly. Um, and hundred percent. I love that. And so like, I think that's another trap that people get caught up in when it comes to recovery is like, dude, things don't always work out like we want it. And like, I just think back, I just think back to like when I was an 18 year old using, like, can you imagine if I got the life I thought I deserved? Like, I'm so grateful I didn't, you know? So it's 2021, you make it through 2020 sober, which is crazy given that it, everything that's happened in 2020 pandemic just all kinds of shit i guess you've been working through the whole thing kind of though yeah i'm essential yeah (laughs) you're an essential worker i am so so it's weird because like a lot of the things that i frequented to help me with my recovery like kind of changed when the pandemic happened Mm -hmm. like because you can't gather anymore yeah so like 12-step meetings aren't as prevalent Mm -hmm. and like they were fine in the summertime because they were still outside Um, yeah and then now it's winter so yeah but like me finding a network of people that are like me and and think like me and are striving to do the same things has been essential Mm -hmm. Um, and you found that yeah i mean i have a great group of friends that are like sober Mm -hmm. um i also have friends that aren't sober though and that's also okay like i want to i want to have a normal life right yeah i tell people all the time like recovery is not my life Mm -hmm. it's not i'm in recovery so that i can have a life yep um and I think that, uh, like, a common trap to fall into is to devote everything to recovery. Like, yeah. there are many normal aspects of my life. Mm-hmm. Um, and as a result of, like, being sober and being clean, I'm, like, in a place spiritually where that stuff doesn't scare me anymore. Like, I don't get anxiety about alcohol. Uh, yeah. Like, like it you, doesn't bother me. going out with friends who are, is yeah. that what you're saying? Yeah. It doesn't bother me. And, like, that's obviously way different than hard drugs. Yeah. Like. Course. Like, you're not hanging around yeah. people that are... Yeah, that yeah. are sticking needles in their arm. Yeah. But it's also, like, I've learned in recovery, it's like, it's a huge part of it, and being successful in life is the company you keep. Yep. And the people 100%. you surround yourself with. Absolutely. There's, like, somebody famous, probably, like, Benjamin Franklin or some shit, <laughs> that has a quote that, like, you're the average of the people you surround yourself with. hmm Yeah. So... It, just in like simple stuff and the little things of like everyday life that you don't really think about there's ways to improve mm-hmm. like how you can be better going forward absolutely um i would have been devastated if snowboarding was canceled but yeah. um yeah the outdoors aren't closed exactly yeah um i guess if your personality is binge drinking then you know maybe the <laughs> pandemic has affected you um but yeah i mean i think that a lot of like 2020 like yeah it's been it's been a rough year but i think there's been some really positive aspects Mm -hmm. of of 2020 whereas like people are finding hobbies that they lost you know Uh because of being caught up in life Mm -hmm. like i work in the lumber industry do you know how many people like out of control the lumber industry is out of control right now it is business is better than it's ever been and it's because, like, one, people have time to do all the projects mm-hmm. around the houses they own yep. that they, like, can finally do. 
Mm-hmm. And two, I think because people are stuck at home, they're forced to look at what's wrong with their house all day long. Yeah. So it's like, oh, I got to fix this now. Yeah. Now I'm staring at it. Like, I'm not at work eight hours a day. Yeah, right. I see this all day now. Mm-hmm. Like, I got to get it done. Yeah, that's um, right. So in terms of like, you know, kind of like Lost Dreams Awakening, like, there's so much. I've seen so much cool stuff like all over and like friends that have like picked up stuff again. Yeah. Um, I've like, I've skateboarded more this year than I probably have. Yeah, like, I've in been diving. many years before that. Right. Yeah. Um. I've gone on like more hikes and like mm-hmm. I've read more books this year than yeah, I have yeah. in like the past. Um, yeah. Now a lot of that also has to do with me being sober. Mm-hmm. True. <laughs> like because Very true. because when I'm using like that's like one of the biggest things that goes away is like all my hobbies mm-hmm. are just gone and out yeah. the window. Like I don't care about anything other than using. Yeah. Um, exactly. And that kind of just sucks the life out of you. Mm-hmm. So purpose has been like been like huge too Mm -hmm. and like working towards goals you know yeah like you know i just finished my first semester at vcu yeah i'm so proud of you i never thought that i'd see that day either that's crazy yeah i go to a a liberal arts college (laughs) (laughs) i went to vcu i know and so did did our brother go around oh yeah yeah for grad school though yeah it still counts yeah well no no no, i'm just saying it's just we're all three rams look at us yeah the ramskis dude (laughs) so it's like but it's just crazy to think about, right? Like, yeah, I, I used to shoot heroin and be right? homeless. Mm-hmm. And I just finished my first semester at VCU. Yeah. After and like we're you recording, already finished. We're your... recording this episode in an office in my house. Like, Yeah, that's weird. It's so crazy to think about. Office. That's how you know you've made it. <laughs> but so yeah. it's also, it's just like, it's weird. Because like, but that, I didn't think I was capable of this life. Mm-hmm. I didn't think I was capable of these things. I didn't think I deserved these things. Yeah like exactly and that's i mean it's crazy to think it's just crazy to think about so what are your goals now then you've got a year under your belt and then i know you've got oh yeah what about the is this the like new year's resolution yeah so new year's has become special to me because i decided to get get sober sober on the first yeah Yeah, like and i think my one year anniversary is the first so on the first of this year, two days ago, mm-hmm. I spent the morning while you were sleeping, <laughs> um, like writing down what I wanted to look my twenty twenty one to look like, mm-hmm. and my I like far exceeded my expectations for twenty twenty. Yeah, like I went above so and beyond what I wanted to do. Yeah, and it might be like too much of a, too, too much of a pill to swallow, yeah. but like I just talked about when we talk about recovery and we talk about relapse, like no diet, you need to be perfect. I think you should shoot big. Absolutely. I think you should shoot big. Because mm-hmm. I think you sell yourself short. If mm-hmm. not, I want to do more. I want to be more intentional with everything that I do. Mm-hmm. And that includes relationships. Mm-hmm. That includes how I spend my free time. What I put into my body. Even like spiritual life, you know. Mm-hmm. Like continue to have conscious contact with God. And like meditation is huge for me. Prayer is a big part of my life. Mm-hmm. Um like financially, you yeah. know, just to save more money, to spend, mm-hmm. just to be more intentional across yeah. all, all boards. All boards. Yeah. You know, be more intentional with not eating so much processed food. Mm-hmm. Be more intentional with like not putting things in my body that are designed to not like fuel my body in good ways. Yeah. Spend less time on my cell phone. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. You know, social media, man. Yeah, it'll get you. Play more guitar. Yeah. Like, these are just some of the things to list. But it's just, when you, 
when you break down like being more meaningful across the board it just carries over into every aspect of your life and every facet of your life absolutely it's like because if i'm more meaningful with how i spend my money i'm going to be more meaningful with who i spend my time with Mm -hmm. absolutely you know and if someone's not not good for me to spend my time with like they're not i don't have time for them Mm -hmm. like life is too short yeah. Especially when you work forty five hours a week, yeah, and go to school full time, yeah, like you great. really don't have You're time. It. You really don't have time for much else, yeah. So it you've needs done, to be intentional. You've done a fantastic job of that. But that's what I've learned that life's all about is balance, right? That's like the hardest thing to achieve, is just balancing everything, right? Yeah, and like getting a routine and getting mm-hmm. a schedule. Yeah, that's something I'm working to on too. It. That's something I'm that I really want to do because I mean like I've talked about with just to you or even on the podcast of just how the year went and like work and it not being consistent and all that stuff like now I have consistency in work and that just started in December as well so that's definitely on my my to-do list I guess for 2021 my my goals so I can relate to that in that sense but yeah so I've been gone since you've gotten sober and right before I left it was you know, springtime and it was me taking you to detox at VCU. Oh yeah. It wasn't, I don't know if it was so much as detox, but it was like, holy shit, dude. Like you just had a seizure from alcohol withdrawal. You might die. Yeah. It was like something like, yes, I needed to detox, but like, I think the overall purpose was like, had I not had that seizure, I'd have never gone and willingly sought out help. Exactly. Because yeah. And I remember it was just such a crazy time in my life because it was like, End of end of your last end of semester my last. Of I was about to graduate. I'm packing. I'm trying to get rid of stuff in our house. Like you're I'm moving. Long, you're in a long distance yeah, relationship. There was just so much going on, and yeah, maybe side note. That's probably another thing when like, oh, we don't you don't communicate or whatever. Yeah, I was a little busy handling all of this shit and balancing. Oh, and there was a six hour time difference. Oh, you know, just my, yeah, yeah, casually. Not like I'm busy or anything. Anyway. (laughs) But, um, that whole year, now that I'm thinking back and I got my timeline straight. Yeah. That was a disaster. Yeah. I mean, I would say that I was a mess. I had a seizure from not drinking alcohol. Yeah. Like that time. I remember taking you in and Barney dropped us off at the, the doors and you were talking to the receptionist, I guess. And they were like, well, what have you had to drink today? Or what have you, what have you done today? And you're like, mm, just a casual, like mm, 36 uh, Miller lights, a half a fifth of Jack Daniels and something, something. I think it was you, the last 24 hours. That's what they said. Yeah. Last 24, yeah, last, last 24, 24 hours. hours. And I was like, I wasn't with you that time, obviously. And well, yeah, but you, I was slamming beers before we left. Oh yeah. You were ripping shots out of the Jack Daniels. They're like, if I'm going in, I'm going in like I'm not, oh yeah, yeah that was and you were like that's enough shots and i was like two more. i was like let's go i was like we're going now that was oh my gosh this is all so blurry why can't i not even remember well, that you kind of you tend to block out things you don't want to remember in your life well yeah i'm very good at that yeah i think we all are <laughs> very good at that there was, there was so just, much going on you yeah. just said it like there yeah that was there's a the time of your life was just insane yeah it was just a nightmare dude yeah and then that was through when, that at the same time, yeah. I guess. Yeah. And then, you know, January came around and this person. So what made you do it? We were just like, I'm done with this. It's the first. Let's go. Or what? I mean, so 
a large influence. I knew that my life wasn't sustainable using. Mm-hmm. Like I knew that I couldn't have a good life. I knew I really couldn't have any life. Probably, unless you were sober. Unless I was sober. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to be sober. Even a yeah. lot of the times where I was using, I had a strong desire to be sober. Like, it wasn't that I, I just thought I couldn't do it. I thought I didn't deserve it. Mm-hmm. I thought I wasn't capable of it. Um, but the person that, like I mentioned before, was a huge influence on, you know, I mean, give credit where credit's due. Yeah, like, of course. Was like, hey, I've been doing this with you for however many years. Years. Like, you need to get sober. And I had known that I needed to get sober. Yeah. And I was like, well, this is a perfect time. Like, I'll get sober. And I had talked about it before. But the first of the year came along and uh, it's like, it's time. Like, and yeah. I remember I drank until 11.59 on New Year's Eve in Gettysburg, Pennsylvania. And I had like told a couple of my friends that aren't my friends anymore that I had like gotten sober. And they literally laughed in my face. And I was like, yo, 2020 yeah. is my year. Like, I'm going to get sober. And they literally laughed in my face. Yeah. They were like, you're never going to get sober, dude. Yeah. Like David Johnson and sober yeah. don't go in the same place. Yeah, sentence. exactly. They're like, this isn't going to last. Yeah. They'd also seen me all 2019 and how crazy exactly. I was and, you know, me running around Richmond. Like, mm-hmm. it's no surprise that they didn't think I was going to get sober based off of my behavior the past. Yeah. The, you know, for the previous year and a half, I was in Richmond. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it was just like, I'm going to do this, right? Yeah. And, and uh, yeah, and, and I did, it. and it wasn't easy, <laughs> yeah, you know, not. but it's always been worth it. I texted you that the other day, mm-hmm. like a couple weeks ago. I was like, yo, this shit hasn't been easy, but it's definitely been worth it. Yeah. Like even our, you know, one of our mutual friends like said to you the other day was like, yo, like you leave and David starts thriving. Like, look at what he's accomplished yeah. in this last year. So weird. And like a lot of that stuff's material, mm-hmm. you know, but and it doesn't define you and it's not like what life's about, mm-hmm. but it's an indication that someone's doing well, yeah. you know, if nothing else, because yeah. like when I'm drinking and when I'm using, I don't have shit, but like a real bad hangover and maybe once in a while, black eye, like mm-hmm. my life's just a mess. I don't have anything. Yeah, there's no, there's yeah. no hobbies. It's nope. just empty beer bottles and yep. alcohol and crushed hopes and dreams. <laughs> Yeah. And disappointed people mm-hmm. all around me. Yeah. But it, it has been super interesting to, to come back and see you. Cause obviously we've, we've kept in touch. Like I, and I mentioned this in the, in episode four too, just like I've kept in contact with my close family and friends, even being so far away. So I've kind of been up to date and like you text me monthly pretty much being like, Oh, we- I'm going to have 10 months sober on the blind or on the first. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's coming up. It's 10 days away, 10 days away until, you know, 11 months. So we've, We've definitely kept up in that in that sense, but it's been really cool to come home and see it firsthand. Like I was hyped for it. I knew you were hyped for it, but that was something really special. And I'm really glad that I could be here for it for sure. Because like we've said, we've seen you sober in the past, but this time is definitely it's like what I always knew. But yeah, it's just like everything that I've wanted to see from you and the potential that I knew you had is like finally here and present. And 
I hear people talk about it. I see it and I hear mom and dad's just their voice and everything. And it's like, like I said, I never thought that I would see this day with you and I'm so proud of you. And obviously I love you, but, um, I know it definitely wasn't easy coming on here to talk about this. Even the other people that I've talked to who I want on, like they're very hesitant at first for whatever their story might be. But I really appreciate you doing this for me and for everyone listening. And I'm sure like Barney, you'll probably be a frequent flyer in the future. Definitely. But, um, yeah, I do think it's also important to note, like, while this is a great milestone and this is like something to be proud of, you know, and it's weird cause it, I like struggled with like being proud of this for a while because it's like, I should have done this shit years ago, years, <laughs> like a decade ago. Yeah. You know, this should like be a 10 year, <laughs> like wh- why should I get applauded for doing something I'm supposed to do in the first place? You know, like nobody gets a medal for not cheating on their wife. Yeah. You know? But it's, so it's like, I do want to say like, yeah, it is an important milestone it does feel good, especially mm-hmm. when you've struggled with addiction for as long as I have. Yeah. But it's also not like the end all be all. It's, it's, you just had to say it. <laughs> it's uh, like I still have so much work that I need to do on myself. I'm yeah. not cured. Like I'm not it's cured exactly- from addiction. This is a constant uh, like a progression, right? Mm-hmm. Like the work's never done. Exactly. Um, it's just constantly like working on myself, finding ways that I can better myself, um, finding ways that I can like be more of a, of a asset to society, Mm -hmm. um, and the people around me. And like, while it started with like, you know, being a better brother or being a better son or being a better friend and like more trustworthy, it doesn't end there. Yeah, it's, exactly. it's like, okay, now how can I be a better employee? Mm -hmm. How can I be a better, you know, member of my community? Mm -hmm. How can I be a better member of my religious organization? Yeah. Like <clears throat> all those things um, all play a factor. And that's the thing. Like, you know, there's an old quote that says it takes a village to raise a child. Like, I think it takes a village to help someone recover too. Absolutely. But we have to start talking about it. Exactly. And that's like, that's yep. another reason why I wanted to do this is because mm-hmm. like, dude, we can't be silent about shit that's ravaging our communities. Yep. Like, and... This affects every community, yeah. uh, you know, every color of people, every religion of people. Mm-hmm. There's no one that's, there's no people group that's not affected by addiction. Yeah. Um, but we need to start talking about it so that other people are more comfortable with saying, hey, I have a problem and I need help. Mm-hmm. Like, what What are the resources? Yeah. Like, where do I go from here? Mm-hmm. I don't know what to do. I'm scared. I get sick when I don't drink. Yeah. Like... And that's the thing, like drinking is so normalized in our society, in our culture. Mm-hmm. Um, it has been forever. Like just look at commercials on TV. Yeah. And alcohol is so bad. It's one of the only drugs you can die from withdrawing from. We need to just talk and like mm-hmm. be more honest and, and more vigilant in, you know, not only what we're, what we're putting into our minds and our bodies, but how we're creating a culture of encouraging people to ask for help or how we're creating a culture of encouraging people to keep Mm -hmm. what's really going on and affecting their lives stuff down inside of them yeah um you know and i'm sure like with this podcast you will we'll send you know there's links 
mm-hmm. of uh, of Absolutely. places we'll where add... we can help, yeah, or people can help. Mm-hmm. Hotlines and yep. and phone numbers, and if someone wants to try a twelve step meeting, we can get them information yeah. on how to get to one. Absolutely. Um, you know, if someone's if someone in Richmond wants to go, you know, my phone line's mm-hmm. always open. Yeah, I can't. You know, I can't do this without helping other people. Yeah. I can't. You've had a lot of help. I've had a lot of help myself. Yeah. And then like, I can't, I just want to pay it forward. Yeah. Um, in a sense. And, and I know that that like in a selfish way, it helps keep me on the straight and narrow too. Mm -hmm. Like the key to this is for me to help others. Yeah. Which is like why I wanted to do this podcast. Yeah. I kind of like not why I wanted to do this podcast, but what encouraged me to do this podcast. Well, I appreciate you coming on. Seriously. I know it's not, it's not the easiest thing, but, um, I know that your message will definitely be heard by people who need to hear it and just shed light into something like you said, that is just so not talked about and that there's a stigma over and like, and even in a position before you were my brother and this was what you were struggling with. I knew nothing about this. So even if it can open the eyes to someone who, who is sheltered, currently sheltered or whatever, I think that that's super important too, because that's the world that you think you live in is not reality. And this is reality. This is what real people like you said, way more than anybody even thinks is deals with on a daily basis. And so I think it's important. And I just thank you for coming on. Thanks for having me. Sorry for crying. Don't be sorry. (laughs) Don't don't ever be sorry. (laughs) No, but seriously, yeah, this was good. You can't be sorry for how you feel. You're right. Inspirational quote to leave them with. (laughs) Would just be that you're single. (laughs) I know it's hard to believe that I'm forklift certified and single. (laughs) Forklift Fridays, ladies. Oh, God. That's too much. His Instagram is at GravyBiscuit92. I'll link him and everything when this episode drops. I'm so glad that we decided to do this last second before I left. I leave in eight hours, so that's lovely. But I'm really glad we did it in person. Over Zoom wouldn't have been as fun. Yeah, this was a good time. Yeah.